Reformed Church. Psalm 112, verse 1 through 7, oh, we're going to read. And I, I probably don't have to read the whole thing. So we've been talking about multiplying. God will multiply our wealth, right? But there's a really, really important part of this that we have to understand, that God will both multiply your wealth, but there's a second part to this that enables you to take the money that he's multiplying and actually use it for its intended purpose, okay? Psalm 112, verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, blessed the man that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. He's talking about a man that, you know, uh, respects the Lord and, and believes him. Verse 2, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth, and the generation of the upright shall be blessed. It says, wealth and riches shall be in his house. That is talking about physical riches, because this, is, this chapter is quoted by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, referring to the dealings of finances. Okay, he quotes this chapter. Uh, you can read it, where it talks about he has dispersed abroad, his righteousness endures forever. He quotes that about giving of your finances in 2 Corinthians, 8, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians 9, and it, that's a quote from this chapter. All right? So when he says, wealth and riches shall be in his house, that is physical wealth and riches. Verse 4, unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. Let's just go to verse 5. A good man shows favor and lends, right? We went over that in the past, and he will guide his affairs with discretion. Okay, let me, let me show you a few things. Look at verse 3 again. Verse 3, wealth and riches shall be in his house. This is, obviously, we've been going over. God wants to multiply his grace through you, and therefore that will multiply your wealth and your riches. But there's a second component to this that, again, this is not the bummer part of the message, because this is not something I'm asking you to do of yourself, but I am asking you to believe these things that you have them on the inside of you, though. Because the, both these components need to exist for you to live wealthy in this world. It's not going to happen unless both these components are here, Okay. We believe these things, and therefore it transforms us on the outside. But you need to believe these things and understand what's on the inside of you and understand that both these components are necessary. And if you take one without the other, you're not going to live wealthy the way that God wants you to live in this world, okay? First is, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Certainly, God will multiply your wealth. The Bible talks about that in Deuteronomy chapter 8. It says that uh, your silver, your gold, all your possessions will be multiplied, right? We've been talking about that. Uh, uh, no, no surprise there. The Lord's multi uh, grace multiplies through us gets a hold of our finances, and multiplies our finances. This second component, though, if this is not in place, you, although God may be multiplying your finances, you won't live like you're actually wealthy, though. You won't live like you're actually wealthy unless this is in place, and that would be verse 5. This is talking about the context of a man who believes the Lord, talking about his wealth and his riches and how he deals with his wealth, and says he shows favor, so that would be giving, being generous, right, without any repayment, and lends. My perception of that word lend is talking about lending for repayment, okay? Uh, God just wants you to be the lender and not the borrower, okay? That's the way that God wants. It gives you authority over the situation instead of someone having authority over you. Debt is someone having authority over you. That's what debt is. That, that's, that is the definition of, the biblical definition of debt, okay? Someone has authority over you. That's what that is. So, uh, I, I really encourage you to re-listen to that. Um, uh, I, I, I called it... Um, the rich rule, I would really encourage you to listen to that again because there's some things that are really powerful there. So, a good man shows favor and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. This is all in context of finances and says he will guide his affairs with discretion. The discretion in your finances and how to use your finances is just as important as the multiplication of your finances. Okay, let, let me show you something real quick. I got an object lesson. I don't mean to uh, insult you with this, but... I, I, uh, I enjoy seeing something, 
and sort of like when I'm even preparing, I sort of like have a visual in my mind. And this is the visual that I believe the Lord gave me uh, just the other day in my mind. And you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to need uh, someone to hold the microphone for me, I think. Can you hold the microphone for me? <laughs> I did practice this before service. I did practice this before service, but I didn't have a microphone. So I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> uh, when you hand, and I'll explain this in a second, but when you handle your affairs with discretion, okay? And this is flawed, but I mean, this is a, a good picture of it, okay? Because some people think that they only need more money. That the reason why they're in financial straits, for instance, is because they need more money. It could be. It could be. The Bible says he'll multiply your possessions. But there's a secondary thing that this chapter is talking about. Is he also handles his affairs with discretion. The discretion makes your money go further as far as it should go and go to the places that it should be going. Let me say this. Without discretion in your finances, no matter how much God multiplied your finances, you will never live wealthy. Doesn't matter. God can infinitely multiply your finances, and without discretion in its use, you will never live wealthy. Okay? Let me just show you. Uh, when finances are handled well, I have a little hole in the bottom of this cup. When finances are handled well, and the Lord shows you and gives you discretion on that. Money, here's our, do I have one here? Yeah, this is my, my money picture, okay? The water's money, all right? Just in case, if you forget at any point through, through this object lesson, it's right there written for you, okay? Uh, so this is money coming in, right? You can have a little trickle of money, a little trickle of money, a little trickle of money. And you know what? I'm saving up, I'm saving up. Don't even have that much coming in. But you know what, though? If I can handle, my fine, handle it well, I keep saving up and I'm filling. You know, I got, well, that's an emergency fund or something like that. That's, that's everything that I need. My out, oh, and look, and I'm, I'm, I'm exceeding. I can give. I can donate. I can, I can put that toward every good work. I'm exceeding. I'm exceeding. And there's still money going out here on the bottom to bills. And even with a smaller amount of money, when it's handled properly with discretion, when, when the outgo doesn't exceed the inflow, if that's what you want to call it, we can exceed. We can exceed, and there's not a problem there, okay? That is, this cup is when money is handled properly. That's what it looks like. When money's not handled properly, and if it's spent on things, uh, there's nothing wrong with vacation or things that are just purely for entertainment, but it's also, like we said last week, proportional to how you prosper, though, okay? That's a big thing, proportional to how you prosper. And proportional might mean for you right now, we don't go out to eat. Not right now we don't go out to eat. Proportional might mean we're not going on vacation right now. Because we're going to pay this debt off. We're going to, that's what proportional might mean to you right now. When you got no debt and you're making $200,000 a year and you say, yeah, let's go on vacation. This, that's fine. Let's go out to eat. There's n nothing wrong with any of that. You have to make $200,000 to go on vacation. But I'm just saying, just to give you an example, when you don't handle your finances right, I'm going to, I'm going to pour it similar to how I just poured in that cup, right? When, when, when it's not handled properly, I can, have, I can have the same trickle coming in. And you say, well, I need more money. I need more money. But the truth is, if we handled it with discretion, I'm not saying there's never a need, just so you know, for multiplication of wealth. I'm not saying that. If, if you say, I'm being as frugal as possible, I'm, I'm not overspending or anything like that, and I make, you know, whatever, $30,000 a year, well, maybe multiplication is in order. I'm not saying that there's never a need for multiplication. In fact, it's neither. It's, not, not neither. It's, um, it's not one or the other. It's not just multiplication or just the, the wisdom to handle it. God wants to multiply your finances and also give you the wisdom to actually utilize it properly so you can actually live wealthy versus just a bunch coming in 
and everything going out to frivolous stuff and not investing your money properly, not spending it properly, okay? Because we may say, well, you know, I need more money. And let's say you get more money and you start pouring faster and faster and faster. It's coming in and you feel like I'm still living paycheck to paycheck. There's never an excess. Thank you very much. There's never an excess. There's never an overflow. Thank you. And there is, I'm going to give you a quick stat here. Um, there is a kind of person that can have nothing. And I'm, let me just talk, let's just talk about the world right now. Now you're a believer. There's a kind of person that can have nothing. Uh, they can, you can give them a dollar, and they'll end up wealthy. And there's a kind of person that if you gave them millions of dollars, they would end up broke after that. And that's, just, that's in the world. That's not with any godly discretion. Obviously, how much more can us with godly discretion with our finances? I'm not talking about a discretion that you need to uh, have this feverish labor over or something that is by your own power and your own might and you are just trying to acquire a wisdom and knocking yourself out over. I'm talking about God can add wisdom to you. But you have to think... You have to believe that these things are on the inside of you and also understand, yeah, you know what? For instance, if there's a particular area of my life where I want to see fruitfulness, I can't go on in my life saying, well, that's not a necessary thing in my life. Let's say it's some kind of, a, some kind of moral thing that I see in my life that's lacking. Now, I can't look at that and just say to myself, well, that's not necessary. I'm already doing the right thing, and that thing over here is not an important thing. I'm not going to receive from God by discounting that, one, not knowing that that morality is on the inside of me, and also not even thinking that it's necessary. And when we go on just saying, well, God, multiply my finances, multiply my finances, and we don't understand there's a secondary point here, which is also guiding your affairs with discretion, the reason why it's important to tell you about all these things is, one, you can recognize that discretion is a thing that the Holy Spirit has, has put on the inside of you. You have that discretion for your finances as much as the power to multiply them, and you also, if you don't see that as like a necessary thing, ah, no. If we, like we could hear this particular portion of the message in particular because we like the multiplication part, but we don't want to hear about the wisdom part. But I think we just don't want to hear about the wisdom part is because we just see ourselves knocking ourselves out over the whole wisdom thing. Listen, the wisdom is as much as a gift from God that you can manifest effortlessly as the power to multiply it. That's not the good part, and this is the laborious part. These are both gifts from God you put on the inside of you that can multiply your finances and also he can give you wisdom to uh, handle it with discretion. But you see, that, that second cup there, when I was pouring in, even when I poured faster, it's still half full. There's no excess. There's no excess at the end of the month. You can pour faster and faster and faster. And with that, those holes on the bottom of that cup is the discretion that we're using in our finances or lack of it. When there isn't, and I'm not saying every person that has financial trouble is because of lack of discretion. That's not what I'm telling you, Okay. But I'm certainly not going to tell you that lack of discretion isn't going to make you like that second cup. That no matter how much money you make, you get a raise, you get more money coming in, and I always feel like I'm always, all my life, living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm always in the same boat. I never feel like I'm actually living wealthier. I never feel like I have anything more at the end of the month. It's just like it comes in, it gets spent. It comes in, it gets spent. Let me just tell you, there could be there lack of discretion. You could need, well, I'm not making enough money. Sure, God can multiply your wealth as well. He's not going to stop multiplying your wealth. Because well, Let me just say this too. Lack of discretion, we don't receive by works, right? Lack of discretion, lack of that particular fruit in your life doesn't mean that the power of God's going to leave you or that God's not going to bless you anymore. Or, that's not what I'm saying. But discretion is a fruit and a gift from God. Christ is to us wisdom. And part of that wisdom is to be able to handle our finances correctly so that because we sometimes see 
Money is the problem. And if that water in that pitcher is money, that cup don't need more water. You understand what I'm saying? That cup, that second cup didn't need more water. It needed to patch up a few holes. And sometimes our spending, man, again, we've had this church for a long time. And, and sometimes people, you know, in, in, in maybe, maybe in their ignorance, we need money, we need money, we need money. And I see you. You all, but you want to go out to the diner after church? You want to, it's like, you need money, but you're spending something that you don't, if you didn't realize, you know it's cheaper to eat at home than to eat out? Just as throw a few practical things out there. You know it's cheaper to do that? And you may say, well, there's nothing wrong with eating out. Yeah, but there is when you say you need money, though. You see, like, well, eating out isn't going to make or break this. Yeah, it will. <laughs> you add up all the, when you have that kind of mentality, well, it's not going not to make or break anything. Someone like that probably don't budget anyway, but if you did and you saw where all that was going, add that up. I bet you probably got like half of what you need for that particular bill or for that particular payment. All I'm saying is that this is not without discretion. God wants to produce both in you because you know what happens when God multiplies your wealth and it's used with discretion? More is coming in that's going out. You're going to actually maximize the water coming into your bank account, coming into your cup to where you can actually have access. Wouldn't that be a great thing? Just have an excess at the end of the month and say, Lord, what do, I, what do I want to give to? That would be a nice thing. But there's a lot of discretion that we lack. And I think we have all room to grow in this, okay? I'm including myself in this. I'm not saying I deal with my finances perfectly. I'm just saying I think we have room to grow in this. And, you know, uh, you have to understand that the discretion is just as important as the multiplication because you can see from that second cup, patching those holes up, in other words, having a little discretion on what's spent, is just as important to filling that cup as the water being poured in. We understand that, right? That don't need more water. I could pour, I even when I was testing out pre-service, I even poured it a little harder than that. It never filled. It never filled. And it, sometimes we feel like that. Sometimes you feel like the water, money comes in, it's going out. And then the more money can come in and more money can come in, it just goes right out the door. And let, let's just check some holes maybe and ask the Lord for some discretion on how to maximize our finances because it, I'm going to say this one more time. It is not one or the other. It is both. And I will say this, it's both in equal proportion. That cup, that second cup was empty, right? Just as much as it clearly needed more water in it, it equally needed those holes patched up, and I would say it even needed the holes patched up first before it needed multiplication. Because you multiply, multiply, multiply more water onto it, and it just, it, that, if that, let me say this, this is statistically true, too, which I found funny. I don't need stats, right? We're teaching on things from the Bible, but I think it's funny, a little confirming fact here. I'll read this to you in a second. And we are getting close to closing up here, but um, the, the, the funny thing is that um, we, 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 we feel, again, we feel the need for like the, more, the multiplication. We just see, well, I got no money in my bank account. I got no money. I need more money. So we think the need for more money always means just multiplying more money into us rather than actually handling the money better. And man, I'm telling you, uh, God will give you some discretion on that. Because there, again, there, without the discretion, God could multiply as much wealth as possible to you, and it wouldn't actually make a difference. Um, it really, really wouldn't. Just to give you a, a few things, too. Yeah, it, like, you know, also, on one hand, I'm going to throw this out there again, okay? I'm going to throw this out there again. I don't want to take too much time on this, but... I recommended listening to Dave Ramsey in the past because this church doesn't stand for financial coaching, right? We're not going to reinvent the wheel here. We're preaching the gospel, and maybe in the future we can have a little thing on the side or something like that. For right now, Dave Ramsey does that. And can I just tell you this, though? 
let's say you're, you're the person, and I'm, I'm not talking about, I don't know anyone's business, okay? I'm not, don't, because then we get personal, and then people think, like, I know something about you, or I don't know what anyone did with that advice, okay? So I'm not saying that. But let's just give a four instance, right? I gave you for a few weeks there in a row some advice on the Dave Ramsey thing. If someone were to say, well, Pastor Ryan, I need money, I need money, I need money, and let's say we didn't even look into that. We're like, yeah, you know, nah. That's the thing right there. Right there, that's, that's, that's your problem right there. Because I offered you a little discretion, a little help with your discretion. I offered you a, a few holes patched in your cup. And you just say, well, no, I just need more money. Hmm. I'm going to tell you that with that mentality, if someone offers you some help with your finances and you say, I would like to be wealthier, and someone offers you a little help on the side, say, you know what? God can give you discretion all by himself. Know exactly how to use your finances. But like with everything, right, for the same reason we eat and sleep and all that kind of stuff, and put your seatbelts on in the car, for all those same reasons, if you need a little help on the side, which just so you know, we do, need a little help on the side as we're growing in our knowledge, I was about to say it doesn't hurt, but actually it's necessary while we're growing. When someone says, hey, you know what, this guy... He's talking some simple stuff. It's not a get-rich-quick stuff. It's just pay your debt off, do this. He's got a little formula there. In that book that I recommended for you, right, he's got a little formula there. If you got debt, you need more, quote, unquote, we need more money, we need more water in our cup. Can I just tell you this? God will multiply your finances, sure. But a lot of times, I would venture to say, most of the time, we need a few holes patched up, okay? And what that process does is it just gives you a little help with the discretion area of things. Let's patch a few holes up. Let's get some of those debt, that debt paid off so we have maybe more at the end of the month. Whatever it may be. I'm not going to get into the specifics. But when you do that, you end up realizing, you know what? I got more money now and I got the same income because both are important. The discretion and him multiplying the wealth to you. He'll do both. I'm not saying... He's going to stop multiplying, or he's not going to work through you, or he's not going to give you, if you don't have discretion in your finances, if you're not a good steward, God's not going to bless you. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying that wisdom and discretion is a fruit that you need. <laughs> you, like, need. It's not an option. It's not, like, less important than the multiplication. It's just as important, and may be more of a priority even for you than the multiplication. Just throwing it out there, okay? Uh, Dave Ramsey's got uh, that book that has the baby steps that he calls it, Simple stuff, not anything mind-blowing. It just makes sense. And from what I've seen, the vast majority of his financial advice, not doctrinal, right? Not doctrinal, but financial advice, I'm in agreement with. And I see if, if my opinion matters anything to you, from my opinion, looking at Scripture and looking at his financial advice, I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm not saying it's the only way to do things. I'm just saying it'll work. You want to get out of debt? You want a little more money at the end of the month? I gave you advice. I can wash my hands of it now because now I say, hey, ball's in your court. You don't have to do that, but ball's in your court. It would help you, okay? So anyway, that's the thing. Um, man, th th there's so much I could even go into about, about that. I, I, I kind of have to, have to stop right now. Um, but uh, let, me, let me just um, tell you, too, man, when it comes to lack of discretion, I'm just going to, can I just maybe take another, just a couple minutes? I'm just about done right now. Um, when it comes to discretion, man, you know what, sometimes... Money's coming in, we're spending it on the wrong thing. Like I said, you know what? When you're in debt up to your eyeballs, going out to eat is not a good idea. Things like that. Uh, sometimes we're spending it on the wrong thing. Some people even have addictions and things like that. And so we see them, a homeless person on the side of the road and say, oh, they need money. They need more money multiplied into them. 
but they got holes in their cup like crazy because it's being spent on the wrong thing. Do they actually need money, or do they need to patch some of those holes up on the bottom? They need some discretion in how they're living their life, and then it would fill their cup up quicker. So sometimes we're spending money on the wrong things. Sometimes it could just be, you know, lack of preparation for things. Even the Dave Ramsey thing, I don't want to get too specific with this, but, you know, he talks about just having an emergency fund. You know, this is nothing new from a biblical perspective. Have an emergency fund. Have preparation before the problem actually even occurs. God is totally for preparation. That's why he tells people to prepare for his coming, because he's saying, hey, something bad might happen. You might want to take care of that before the bad thing happens, you know? Can I just give you a quick word of advice on this as well? Sometimes this is how we work, right? And don't tell me that we've probably never been there, too, because I'm sure I've been there. Uh, sometimes we say, well, I can't have an emergency fund or anything in my savings at all right now because I don't have enough money to even pay for other stuff, right? So this is what we end up doing sometimes. We don't have even any preparation monetarily, preparation for, say, an emergency. He'll give you more details on this. But we are quite willing to, because life will happen to you, right? Like unexpected stuff to pay for will happen, and you will never be exempt from that until Jesus comes back, okay? Even Jesus walking this earth had unexpected things that happened that he had to pay for, okay? Now, we are quite willing to not prepare for something that we know inevitably will happen. I don't have the money to spend to save for an emergency fund, for instance, right? The thing inevitably happens, and we are quite willing to then put it on a credit card, which we have to pay monthly with interest after the fact. So we would say, well, I don't have the money to spend. Well, sooner or later, you'll have to find the money, and probably by force now, with interest, to a creditor that now has authority over your finances. There are things like that, right? We, oh, I don't have money for that. I, I, can't, I can't do that. But sometimes we're, we're quite willing to pay on the back end with interest after the emergency happens for something that we said we couldn't pay on the front end without interest with our own money. There are things like that that, you know what? That just makes sense. Something will happen, something on the car will break, something in the house will leak, inevitably. And I can say, well, I don't have money to save. I just don't have anything extra. Well, you're gonna have to find something extra and maybe paying it to a creditor instead of just doing it beforehand. A lot of debt even is, is, is just lack of preparation. There's a lot I can go into with that. You can see where I'm coming from though. You can see my point here in that there's silly stuff that we just don't get sometimes. And if you need a little help with that, there are people that can give you a little help with that, okay? On top of the fact, which is the real point, that discretion, capital D, lives on the inside of you right now. That can patch up those holes so you maximize your wealth and you can actually live wealthy, not just more money, more money, more money. Both are true. More money can come in and we can have some discretion and maximize that, okay? That's all I'm saying. Quick stat, I think I'm gonna pretty much close right here. This, this spells it out perfectly. I mean, this just, this, I, I saw the statistic and I was like, this makes the point just absolutely, okay? I've heard this before about the lottery. I mean, you, probably, you guys have probably heard the same thing too. And I, again, I am closing up pretty much here. I've heard this thing about the lottery where, let me read you the stat. I, 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 I read this on three separate websites, okay? Uh, that, let's see. Um, whether somebody wins, uh, for instance, a 500 million or even a $1 million um, lottery prize, jackpot, whatever it is, 70, 70% of lotto winners lose or spend all of the money in five years or less. All of it, gone, in five years or less. Now, let me, let me tell you, that's 70% of people. 
And I know that the, the, the sort of sample size of people that buy lotto tickets may not represent the population as a whole, but I'm sure it has some bearing there. And let me tell you this, that 70% doesn't even say that it's 70% of people that squandered the money, <laughs> okay? Just 70% of people that lost all of it or spent all of it. I was going to say, see, like this is one of those circumstances where I would say God only knows, but I, I, God doesn't all, I mean, I come up with a different expression. You can, you know, uh, suggest something to me after service to replace with God only knows. But we all know that um, the, the actual percentage of people that actually squandered the money, even if they didn't lose it all, I don't know, was it 80, 90, I don't know what it was. But so let me just show you that example there. 70 is a big number, okay, especially knowing that it's higher than that as far as the people that actually squandered the money, just didn't maybe spend all of it. 70% of people, they'll spend all of it. That right there, you know what? Before they won the lotto, okay, before they won the lotto, their financial state, if they were living in poverty before that, or even if they were just struggling, those people, I'm not saying this everybody, but those particular people that squandered all that money, were, whatever financial state they had before, however poor they were, or however, uh, however much they were struggling with finance before, was completely due to the lack of managing finances. 100%. Had nothing to do with the system, had nothing to do with racism, had nothing to do with any of that. We want to blame it all. We have a, a, a reason for every single thing. And I'm not saying there's not problems with the system or racism or any of that in this world. But for those people that got a whole bunch of money in and it's just gone, they spent it all, the financial state that you were in and also the financial state that you are now back in after the lottery was 100% due to their management of finances. Because the person that lacked wisdom and squandered their money won more money, they're that second cup. The same, when you give a person that squanders money more money, you know what happens? The light bulb doesn't go off in their head all of a sudden unless they got to know Jesus and got some godly discretion. If you put if you have a cup with holes in it that are squandering the water and you pour a little bit into it, the cup is poor. When you have a cup with a lot of holes in it and you pour more water into it with a lottery, it's still poor because the problem was never the water, quote unquote. It was the holes. When there's lack of discretion, you can see God's point here. He guides his affairs with discretion. That's why the wealth and riches are in his house and not off in someone else's house or in the house of a creditor, because they have discretion. So when it comes in, what needs to go out goes out. What needs to be kept is kept. And what the excess, therefore, that they inevitably have is spent correctly. Okay? Man, with a stat like that, you cannot tell me that there is not a high percentage of people in this entire world that have the propensity to be unwise with their finances. Again, this is nothing. I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm just saying it is such a widespread thing that I think there's something to it, okay? I think there's something to it. If you have not listened to any Dave Ramsey material, I can only suggest it again. Go listen to it, and if you don't have, okay, I'm gonna close with this. If you do not have a God-given, let's say you're in debt, for instance, if you don't have a God-given battle plan and strategy to get out of debt, if you do not have a God-given strategy on how to handle finance in general, you know what I would suggest to you? Go listen to him. Now, some of us may and say, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay and I got a strategy and we're doing stuff. That's fine. You know, again, Dave Ram's not the end-all be-all here. But if you don't have that, here's my suggestion to you. Go and do exactly what he says. Because until you get your own wisdom, 
use somebody else's. Okay? That's all I'm telling you. Just do it because discretion is important. And guess what? You grow, and maybe you say, hey, you know what? That particular aspect of what he said, God gave me a better idea to do this. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. But just discretion is necessary, and there's no use, even as we're growing, spending unnecessary money. We know God wants you to live wealthy. All right? And discretion is just as much a fruit of his spirit as the, the, the power to multiply your wealth is, okay? So hopefully all that is taken well. Again, I know we talk about personal things like finance and everyone gets touchy, but it's okay. Don't be offended. Just re-listen to it, please, and, 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 and get some good out of it because it is necessary, okay? For your finances. The people that are listening to this right now, it's for your finances, not, not your neighbors. For your finances, discretion is necessary to maximize your wealth, okay? So important stuff. And by the way, if you say, well, okay, I read the book already and whatever, He's got a little YouTube channel called Dave Ramsey Highlights, or The Ramsey Show Highlights. And you could just, you know, not to get, again, personal here, but when you're sitting down going to the bathroom and you pull out your phone and you're on YouTube or you're on TikTok or you're doing whatever you're doing, you know what? Subscribe to the highlights and listen to a little 10-minute video, which are entertaining anyway, and get a little advice. That wouldn't hurt, right? And if you're not doing that, subscribe to Reformed Church and listen to a short. All right. And if you're one of those people that takes a long time in the bathroom, then listen to a full-length message. And, and, and that's, that's fine, too. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read any of this to you. We're, we're done with that. Um, and if you want to read on your own time how Joseph prospered with wisdom, you can read uh, Genesis 41. It's, it's verse 33 through 39, but Genesis 41 talks about both. God did increase finances to Joseph for seven years of plenty, but then he didn't just multiply the finances. He multiplied the finances and then gave... Joseph discretion, Joseph was saved a portion of it during the years of plenty, and they prospered in years of famine, and you can't say him prospering in the years of famine was simply due to multiplication of goods. If he didn't have the discretion, a lot of people probably would have died. Okay? Both are important. Seven years of plenty, here's a little extra, Joseph, because famine's coming, and then the discretion to be able to use it and save it and for whatever it is that we need to use money for, there is discretion involved. And uh, yeah, God bless you with discretion. How about how this? Well, let's just pray together. Let's pray over our finances together real quick. Thank you so much, Father, for the discretion to be able to use our finances well, Lord. Thank you for the multiplication of the goods of anyone that would receive this word right now, Father, in the sound of my voice right now. Father, bless their finances in the name of Jesus right now. Multiply their goods right now in the name of Jesus by the authority you've given us, Lord, uh, which to ask and to receive. We thank you so much, Lord for the blessing, Lord, that is here in this room right now, as this is being spoken, and regardless of when this is being listened to, bless their finances right now. Anyone that would receive this, bless their finances, Father, but also bless them, Lord, supernaturally by your Spirit with the discretion to be able to maximize their finances, Lord, and, 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 uh, and use it for whatever purpose it needs to be used for, Lord, and to not use it for purposes that, don't need to, that it doesn't need to be used for, Lord. Thank you so much for the multiplication of their goods, that they be plenteous in goods as the blessing of God on your life. Thank you, Father, how that changes our perception and that how it changes the way that we perceive our finances. It, it adds a joy, Lord, to the way that we see finances now because we understand how blessed our finances are. But, Father, also the discretion to be able to use these things wisely and maximize it for, for use for your kingdom. Bless them with that wisdom and with the multiplication of their goods. In the name of Jesus, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Reform Church. If you have, please share this with someone else and help us get this unpopular message to the world. If you'd like to support Reform Church, you can do so at reforminus.com/give.
Also on our website, you can take advantage of our free messages, articles, and even full discipleship courses. Start reforming your mind now at reforminus.com.